Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. The CFL and XFL about to announce entering formal talks to explore opportunities. Yes, this is big news. How about that? Hey, CFL, don't get on your knees for these guys. You still have the 100-plus year brand. Like, I would say, hey, Rock, maybe you should change your name. We'll change ours to the Continental Football League, but you need to change yours to the Continental Football League, and it's still the CFL. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome to the second half kickoff, everybody. If you've just flipped your set on or if you've just logged in, we're rolling into hour two of Canada's daytime sports talk show. It's episode number 452. We got Moose DuPont with us here. Lots is humming, eh? Oh, yeah. Busy day for us. We got this show here. We got a hockey broadcast tonight, 8 p.m. in the Dub Hub. That's right. Swift Current Broncos against the Regina Pats. And coming up in moments, we'll be joined by the very popular voice of the Winnipeg Ice, Mitch Peacock. They're coming off a big win over the Moose Jaw Warriors yesterday. And he called the Manitoba Moose games for years, too. And the Prince Albert Raiders. But... There's breaking news today with regards to the Canadian Football League. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers came out and announced a $7 million loss in 2020. My initial take, I'm shocked it wasn't more. If you want to read the quotes from Bomber President Wade Miller, be my guest. Go to rodpeterson.com. It's the top story on the page right now, I believe. Um, What we've been delving into is the CFL-XFL merger, and it got a little bit of an accelerant on Saturday night when The Rock tweeted We'll find a smart season that works. I just feel like he's not trolling per se, but he knows what he's doing, right? Oh, yeah. He's driving everybody crazy with anticipation. And so Donald Mitchell, our Navy friend, who's in Bahrain, wasn't the Formula One first race in Bahrain on, on the weekend? Were you there, Don? It was. He says, uh, CFL, XFL merger, I'm for it if we can keep a lot of our rules to make it unique to our southern cousins. I think we sell them short when we think they won't watch a different brand. Give them an honest chance to watch it. We may be surprised. He says, I liked your Sunday comment, Rod, regarding the Canadian sports networks abandoning Canadian leagues. Your show has proven there is an appetite for sports other than the big four. And regarding the merger... Mike in Toronto says, I don't want my CFL history to be roadkill. I would rather merge. I feel like they could come up with something in that because the XFL, can we even name their championship trophy? Do they have one? I think it's just the XFL championship. It's like, hey, Rock, can we keep the Grey Cup? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't think of anything else. You know what I mean? I think it would be a lot more palatable to people if, they, oh, if yeah. the Grey Cup was still to be played for. Of course. Like, you know, he's been very respectful and, and he's had a lot of great things to say about the traditions and history of the league and the game. I think that's, you know, hey, I've got a league. I've got an entity now in the XFL. It's never worked, but let's go find something that has worked. The Canadian Football League. That game's great. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of history. And we could jumpstart this whole business model using their great game. So I think that's, that's what I would be doing. Viewer on YouTube. How do you say that? Reporter, Fi, Media, and Travel? Says, yeah. I'd really like to know how much money CFL teams have tied up with season ticket holders' money. Take this away from the balance sheet and you have bankruptcy. Well, that's the thing that nobody's talking about, and we don't know what their bank accounts are, so 
we'll never know. And lastly, from Todd Pinckney, one of our P1s, he says, I'd put $25 on Buffalo tonight to break the streak against the Flyers. Why don't you throw that bet down and come on? You should. It'd be a very tantalizing bet right there. I think so. Two very struggling teams tonight. And apparently, Katahat is scratched tonight. Is that a fact? I hear he's a healthy scratch tonight. Take Buffalo and come on. Katahat. Put your money on the Sabres. Supposedly not playing. Can you confirm this, Pinks? He says it's true. All right. Let's go to the Dub Hub now. And we're pleased to be joined by the voice of the Winnipeg Ice, Mitch Peacock, whom I just saw the other day, but we never had a chance to chat. How you doing, Mitch? I'm doing well. How about you, Rod? Good, good, good. Good to chat with you again. And uh, this yeah. is to grace all of our Winnipeg viewers because we've got a ton over there on Bell MTS Cable. They know Carry Game Plus, as you know. Let me ask you this, bud. We're over two-plus weeks into the uh, dub hub here with your Winnipeg Ice and the seven Western Hockey League East teams. How have you found the experience fantastic i mean first of all i love the building the brand center is one of my favorite rinks uh, anywhere it's built for this league it's built for well anything outside the nhl really so it's a perfect stage for the event uh, i think the quality of play has been better than i expected with the players coming off of such a long layoff i thought that uh, it would be ragged for a while it was ragged for a very short time it's been incredibly competitive it's been fascinating watching the young players coming into the league uh, the veteran players uh, doing their thing. And, uh, and you know, we've seen how people have enjoyed uh, the North Division in the NHL, and we're getting a, a taste of that ourselves with these teams uh, going after each other four times each. It's been fun watching, and uh, I'm looking forward to it continuing. All four Western Hockey League divisions are going. The Q, for the most part, is going, and unfortunately the O is not. So it's, for as far as the WHL goes, it's been great. But i got to ask you this, Peyton Krebs, Three assists last night for the ice in their win over the Moose Jaw Warriors. He came back from the Henderson Silver Knights. Can you, like, have you had a chance to talk with him? This is what I don't like. We don't get that face-to-face with the coaches and players. So have you had communication with Krebs or any ice players about how they feel this has been going? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, like so many of us, uh, my conversations with them have been uh, by Zoom. And uh, I had a chance to talk to a number of the players, including Peyton, uh, Peyton, uh, I joke, is the world's foremost expert on quarantines because he spent uh, time with the Vegas Golden Knights last summer when things picked up and, and everybody gathered in Edmonton. He spent time with Hockey Canada for the World Junior Championship, uh, went down, played in Henderson, and then came back here and had to go through the protocols here. He says it's over 50 days that he spent in official quarantines in the last number of months. And, um, you know, he he's... Uh, He's a guy that is very focused, uh, very determined, uh, wants to be the best everywhere he goes, uh, doesn't take a day off, leads by example, all those things. And, um, you know, he's he's here with a purpose. Uh, he wants to enjoy himself because he knows it's his final junior experience. And he's here with a purpose because he wants to uh, pass along the right message to his young teammates, leave a, a good legacy. So uh, I don't think there's any issue with Peyton Krebs. He takes the assignment, he goes to work, and he makes things happen. He's certainly doing that here, now pushing Dylan Gunther for the league scoring league. Yeah, for sure. Well, Vegas doesn't miss on their draft picks, of course. They got a good one. I look forward to watching him star with Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. By the way, Kenny and Rennie are watching on YouTube. You know those guys, of course, Kenny Weeb and Sean Reynolds. They say, Mitch, always a great listen. Great guest. Well, we know that. We only have the best guests here. Mitch, before we talk a little bit about Winnipeg hockey and stuff, 
Is yeah. there anything you can divulge on the WHL playoffs? Because as I wrote in my Sunday column, it's on the table from what we understand, but that's about all that we understand. That they haven't they haven't said no, but they if there are playoffs, they don't know how it's going to look. Is there anything you know about it? Yeah, I don't know any more than anyone else. Uh, you know, to me, I. I see all sides, right? Players want to win a championship. Players want to compete. Uh, they feel that, uh, you know, they can get tested in those environments in different ways than they would in a regular season. So I understand why players will want playoffs. On the other side of it, if you're owning a team and you've already put all this money out to play this 24-game season when really uh, you could have said there's no season at all, uh, why do you want to spend more money and take more time uh, for something that isn't necessarily going to lead to anything um, substantial because I don't see how they can, you know, cross over and get all four divisions competing against each other and declare an edge and cup champion. That to me seems uh, impractical, overwhelming, and and just not realistic. So uh, I'm not sure what the motivation would be to have playoffs. I do like the idea that the sponsors have stepped forward and said there's a trophy available to the teams that finish first in standings in the divisions. I think that's something that players do value. I think the players, uh, as I said, want to win. So. If you finish first in the Subway East Division Hub, you get the Subway Cup, and I think that's a lot better than nothing and maybe a compromise of sorts given the commitment that the owners have already had to make. Especially if it was filled with Subway submarines. Roast beef <laughs> yeah. is my favorite. What's your favorite sub from from Subway? Ooh. I want to think about it. Uh, you want to come back? Something okay. with chicken, I'd have to say anyway. That, that'd be the start. <laughs> okay. Uh, mine is roast beef loaded with jalapenos and uh, secret sauce and mustard and mayo. Just you think about yours, dude. Okay. okay? Uh, actually, ready. comments, everybody write in with your favorite Subway subs. That would be uh, a good way to go. David wow. Ice is watching. He, uh, David Ice writes in and says, way to go, Ice. 4-1 victory over the Moose Jaw Warriors. So the Winnipeg, pe- the Winnipeg people have picked up and paid notion attention to this, Mitch. And I want to mention that to you because James Patrick, although we've never, I don't think, had a face-to-face chat, he's just a good Winnipeg hockey guy. Loves coaching the ice, loves being at home. And he said, the product is amazing. We need to get the word out there in Winnipeg about this ice team. How have you found the transition to be now in their third season? Well, you know, that's the hard part about it, right? Actually, last year was the first season. And, uh, you know, you're, you're introducing yourself to a community. You're trying to find your place in the bigger picture. You're letting people know where you play, uh, where they can find you, about the schedule, about the quality of play. They hadn't had a team there since the early 80s. So there's a lot of educating going on. There's a lot of uh, relationships being built. And then the pandemic hits. And like so many other industries and businesses, uh, you end up almost at a standstill. And you're, you're just trying to maintain the relationships that you initiated. So... This season, very important for the ice in terms of playing games and being able to be available to fans in the Winnipeg market uh, through a 1290 CFRW, through iHeartRadio, through WHL Live on CHL TV, just making sure that the team remains present in the marketplace and, and shows up and competes and continues to build the brand. I think it's vital that the team played. And I think it's really important that we've had the media partnerships that we've had. Uh, so that people can continue to get to know the team and get to appreciate it and look forward to seeing it in person again when we're able to do that down the road. From our viewers, Chris in Toronto says, the Italian BMT with hot peppers. Get your sodium on. From Adam Schultz, he says, the Italian BMT on herb and cheese bun. 
Uh, from David Ice in Winnipeg, the meatball sub, which I've never had, but it looks delicious. Oh, I, you know what? That, I, that might pull me away from the chicken. I got to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, don't? Yeah. I'm always a roast beef guy, son of a cattle rancher. Uh, I'm never going away from the beef. From Ivan Diablo watching in southern Ontario, favorite Mr. Sub, roast beef, double cheese, mustard, hot peppers, heart attack in your hand. Um, from Mark Zosel in Melfort, he says, steak and cheese on herb and cheese. So, yeah, I just I, I can't move off the beef, but that's just me. I'm sorry, Mitch. We started something from Chris in the Kingston, Ontario area. Chicken and bacon ranch or meatball on Italian urban cheese. So Subway's really getting their uh, getting their sponsorship dollars paid for here. Anyways, what about the new arena, Mitch? Is it? I, I get the sense that it's like sort of taboo. The ice moved from Cranbrook, I think, on the condition they were going to build a new rink in Winnipeg, and here we are. They haven't broke ground yet. Like, what's the deal there? Well, that's really totally outside of my realm. I, I, I watch the team practice. I go to the games. Uh, I call the action. Uh, you know, that's that's my world. Uh, those things happen at the boardroom level and, and really are not things that I'm familiar with. Uh, what I will say is this, though. Uh, can you imagine beginning a project uh, of that value and then a pandemic hitting? And the reason I bring that up is because who knows what the modern standards will be for a facility now that we've experienced something like a pandemic. Um, what kind of space do you need on a concourse? What sort of distribution of seating do you need? What are the ventilation requirements? Um, you know, what do you need for exits and entries? How do you plan to get people in and out of facilities? So for me, in a way, not really knowing what the background is as to the situation with the arena, all I can think of is, in a way, thank goodness they're not in the middle of it because it may be a whole new world of what the requirements are to do this the right way going forward. And uh, so that's, you know, for me, that's one positive to the fact that there isn't ground broken at this stage. It's just, what are you going to need going forward? For sure. And as I say, everything happens for a reason, although it's very difficult to understand at the time, most often. Um, Director Jordan says, I do enjoy a ham and cheese with pizza sauce and pineapple. I refer to it as the Hawaiian pizza sub. You can do that. I guess you can do whatever you want. Uh, David, yeah, you can Winnipeg. do whatever you want. That's official. you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you're paying. You can yeah. do whatever you want. David in Winnipeg yeah. says I posted game highlights of the Ice and Warriors from my YouTube on Twitter. I get over a hundred thousand views a month. So, listen, you don't need wow. to. Yeah, you don't need to sell me on the popularity of junior hockey, particularly major junior. It gets the views, right, Mitch? You probably realized that going back to the Ice because you'd been with the Raiders before that. Yeah, well, that, that was another world, right, Rod? I mean, you and I were, were calling games back in the 90s. In those days, uh, we didn't uh, – well, I had to go to the uh, radio station to find a computer that had the Internet. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a different time. Uh, so it, it is uh, fascinating now. The exposure is incredible. Obviously, you've made the most of it with this situation working out as well as it has, and congratulations uh, to you and your team on that. It's a, a great product, but – um, yeah, it's fun to see how, how the word is spread and how people can get in on a product and, and appreciate it. And, and that's what it's all about, right? We want to help people to, uh, to enjoy their leisure time. It's entertainment. And uh, for the players, it's a development opportunity. And, um, you know, we're just grateful to be, I, I don't know about you, I'm sure it's true, just grateful to have a chance to be a part of it. 
Uh, it's, oh. a, it's a fantastic way to make a living. I say it as often as I can, how grateful I am to be involved, particularly with the privilege of being in the hub, which reminds me, I could go on all day about this, but I got to, we should, we got to run. Man, Mitch, we'll have to bring you back, man. Mitch Peacock, who really should be working at NBC, maybe one day, the Peacock Network. But Craig Campbell at the Hockey Hall of Fame says Matthew Savoy is averaging a point per game with Dubuque in the USHL. How good of a player is he? How much will he impact the team, assuming he can return to the ice this season? So there's that. Trent, watching in Norway, says when I'm home, it's club sub on wheat. Tasty. From Mike Blackbird in Toronto. Super roast beef sub, lettuce, tomato, mayo, hot peppers. And uh, there you go. And Mark Zosel wants to know if you're rooming at the U of R or where you're staying at. So it's a rapid fire. we got about a minute. Where are you staying, Mitch? I'm still on the guy from Norway with a sandwich. Somebody, somebody wrote in from Norway? Yeah, I watch this every day. Trend from Norway. Long story. Uh, where smoke. it is currently 7.16 p.m. We've got a clock on the wall for Norway. But where are you, where are you staying, right. Mitch? Airbnb, not too far from the ring. All right, excellent. Uh, and Matthew Savoy, how good is he? Fantastic player, great kid. Uh, all the tools, the right attitude. Uh, he's a guy you want to see. Excellent. Okay, Mitch, as always, good seeing you. We'll chat further when I see you in, in the hub. And uh, stay safe, and thanks for this. Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, the more I've had a chance to think about it, I'm, I'm going with the meatball. The meatball sub, okay. For, takes one to know one. Yar we eat. Thanks, Mitch. <laughs> All right, Mitch Peacock, up. the voice of the Winnipeg Ice. What's your sub? Meatball. The meatball? Oh, it is. Yeah, I we Nothing sold. on it, though. Maybe a little spinach and Parmesan cheese, and away you go. From our technical producer, Rocco, I prefer Subway to Mr. Sub because they make me feel like I'm having a healthy choice when I eat an entire loaf of bread. It's all marketing. We'll be right back. we got a curling report coming up. Curling report. Sports update. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Podcast listeners, RP here to talk about Manscaped. Moose DuPont's with me as well. Moose, ask me about the lawnmower 3.0. Rod, tell me about the lawnmower. Okay, 3.0. 3.0. Okay. The lawnmower 3.0. Listen, I've had this thing for what now? A month, maybe five weeks. Guys, I'm telling you, we've been doing it wrong. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. And you're just like me. You've been using big clunky razors. You've been using extension cords. You've been awkwardly maneuvering yourself over the toilet bowl or the sink. How about a battery-operated Small, handheld, with a headlight. So you see where you're going. Oh, my god! To sort of get those nooks and crannies. You know what I'm saying? No chafing. <laughs> well, I'm getting to that. But I'm telling you, it gets to the nooks and crannies that your regular facial shaver or a, a clipper doesn't get to. This guy, this guy, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, was specifically designed for men. Okay, a lot of thought went into this. Don't just willy-nilly your willy. <laughs> Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Any other questions? I got to try it. I'm sold. <laughs> I still haven't tried it. All I've been able to do is listen to your testimonial. Okay, so right now, you guys, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. 
all one word, fansided20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code fansided20. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Hey, hey, hey. My boy, Chop, watching Gary Bresch from the Rams football alumni says, hey, I just drove by. Big Bird is not covered up. Why you got to be like that? Happy Monday, Rod Squad. That's from, yeah, I got my Jeep out of the barn yesterday. Drove it to 30 miles into the city, and now we're going to get a blizzard today. And everybody's saying, you got to tarp that thing up. Even my brother was shocked, by the way. He's like, he started it in the Quonset. That's those big steel barn-looking things. Where we had the party. Yeah, where we had the party. Yeah. And my brother's like, it started right up. He, He couldn't believe it. I said, that thing's tough as nails, man. 1975 Jeep CJ, military grade. They don't make them like they used to. I can handle a little snow today, guys. I have a tarp, but why? It's tough. Uh, just ahead of Corey Carlick from Skycron, and you're not, not going to want to miss this. Our curling report today for Verge Agriculture. Two-time world champion and Olympic gold medalist Mark Kennedy will join Brendan Botcher's team as an alternate for the upcoming Men's World Curling Championship in Calgary. The move is insurance against the back injury that knocked Botcher's third, Darren Molding, out of the recent Canadian Mixed Doubles Championship. Botcher, Molding, second, Brad Thiessen, and lead Carrick Martin won the Briar March 14th in Calgary. Molding and Joanne Courtney withdrew yesterday from the subsequent Mixed Doubles Championship when Molding suffered back spasms. Botcher's regular alternate Patrick Jansen remains with the foursome in a support role. Canada opens the BKT Tires and OK Tire World Men's Championship on April 2nd against Scotland's Bruce Muat. Canada must finish in the top six to guarantee the country a berth in men's curling at the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. Molding continues to receive treatment on his back. Kennedy played third for Northern Ontario's Brad Jacobs in the Briar earlier this month and participated in the mixed doubles with Val Sweeting. The 39-year-old from St. Albert, Alberta, won Olympic gold in 2010, playing second for Kevin Martin. Kennedy won world titles with Martin in 08 and Kevin Cooey in 2016. Curling Report is brought to you daily by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's precision farm tech software for free today at vergeag.com. And this morning, their podcast, their weekly podcast dropped. And I'm the host with Lindsay Barch. I'm the guest with host Lindsay Barch on the Verge Agriculture podcast. We're talking agriculture and mental health. So check it out from their channels. You can find them on Twitter at Verge Agro. Okay, Corey Carlick is with Skycron, and they've got a brand new show that's airing tonight on Game Plus. Corey, am I, how you doing, bro? That's stuff. Good, good, good. Pretty good. I'm a little good. bummed, though. Uh, my Syracuse lost to uh, Houston last night, and the women's team lost to uh, to UConn. So I'm a little disappointed. Well, not last night, but... You know what? We had people ago. asking. Ah. They, had pe- they had people asking for some March Madness talk, so there it is. But I had Houston in my bracket following... following- oh, shoot. Did I... Uh- did I give you a spoiler? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, I had Houston bowing out way earlier than they did. But I haven't checked. Is I, my bracket was still alive entering the weekend. Still alive? Well, you got Gonzaga. Uh, yeah. And I got Baylor. So we're both we'll still see. Yeah, we'll you see. know, it's funny. I, I, it, 
it was interesting because I thought that Syracuse was going to go a little further. I mean, to be fair, Houston is a really good team. Anybody knows me, I bleed orange, and I've been very lucky with the show. We actually worked with them, so anybody that's tuning in on game will get to see it. But just just to show my support, you know. <laughs> go orange. Gotcha. I ran into a guy a couple of weeks ago. I, I went to the co-op, and there was a guy, and he was wearing a Duke sweater. What is that about? I'm like 2,500 kilometers away from the border, and I run into a Duke fan. Like, what is that? Did he like, have seriously? a black? Did he have a black armband on the sleeve? No, no. You know that if guy? If it weren't illegal, he would have. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm they're in mourning in yeah. the Duke basketball program. That's all. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's all right. You guys might be too young. All right, to I've that. got a little bit of a visitor here. I'm actually at home, so uh, this is Tilt who wants to say hello. He seems to photobomb every single thing that I do that's not in the studio due to COVID. COVID, uh, di- uh, bleh. Tilt, go lie down. You well, there we go. He's, you uh, would be the first person famous. to. Ha- you wouldn't be the first person to have their dog come on in the middle of the show. Okay, Corey, let's get to it. What are we talking about Sounds here? Good. What are we talking All about right, with your well, new show? Well, I think we should talk about you first. Not we can't. Not. We can't. We got to. Yeah. Well, we've uh, so Rod. You, we're going to be putting you in the hot seat, so you're going to be co-hosting a big episode with us. Unfortunately, I can't say which one or where. You know where, I know where, but we can't say where. But uh, this is something that uh, everybody's not going to want to miss. And uh, we also know with whom. It'll probably be the biggest thing that I've ever done in my entire career. But you're, you're, I'm going to use a farm term Maybe. here, Corey. I'm going to use a rural <laughs> term. You're putting the cart ahead of the horse. People don't even know what you do. So let's talk about that before no. we talk about what I'm going to do. No, absolutely. So, uh, so Go Nitro is running tonight, uh, 6.30 on uh, 6.30 SAS time, uh, 8.30 p.m. on Game Plus. And basically what we do is our two hosts, we have arrangements with almost every league there is. So we've done episodes with CFL. We've done episodes with uh, NFL players. We've done episodes with uh, the NCAA. Uh, and basically what we do is we train with a different team in a different sport every single week. So I believe the one that's airing tonight is the one we did with NASCAR with Alex Tagliani. So, uh, so M, our host, and, uh, and Carolyn Waldo are actually learning to race at the track with Alex Tagliani. And that's basically what we do every single episode. And uh, I do some as well on occasion. I draw a short straw and then I get stuck into it. So basically we all have to pretty much die on national television, so to speak. We, we <laughs> apprentice under a, uh, okay. under a major athlete and then we learn the sport uh, each, every, each and every week. Okay, so what's the closest to death you've actually come, Corey? Tell me, like, what's the wildest? Uh, you thing know what? Done? The funny thing the the closest to, uh, the closest thing to death that I've come to is actually on this episode. Um, I, when we were filming at the go kart track when we were doing our practice with Alex, uh, a rafter that I was actually on with camera collapsed, and it's a good thing that I was doing dragon boat because I was pretty limber, so I was able to kind of not get injured when the whole thing collapsed. There's an outtake where you actually see the camera and the whole thing collapsing. It's not in the episode, but uh, we'll chop it out and put it on YouTube so people can see it. So everybody, uh, so everybody can, uh, 
see how much of a disaster it could have been. It could have been really bad. Like the whole rafter completely collapsed at the track. Um, and it was probably about eight or nine feet high. And then it went right onto the track. And the whole thing just collapsed in the worst possible way. But uh, I was okay. Um, but we've had a, we had a few near misses. Emily's had a few. Um, when we were on the way to Syracuse, she actually, uh, she actually ran over a beaver. And then she wanted to stop by accident, obviously. And then we ended up stopping in Watertown on the way. Uh, and we stopped at this little convenience store and uh, they were kind of laughing because they're like a couple of Canadians coming to shoot the Syracuse orange. And the first thing that happens when you cross the border, you run into a beaver. Like, really? Uh, <laughs> and then the other two things that happened, um, there have been some injuries. Uh, Emily used to be a goalie. So she is a pretty high level goalie. So she used to train with uh, with Rick Hines, uh, as well as uh, you probably know, Dan Tessier. Uh, the mm -hmm. Ottawa 67s back in the day. Uh, he's a constable now. He's a good friend of both of ours. He's uh, a top dog at the uh, the Ottawa Police Service. Uh, and um, But Emily sustained uh, an injury uh, when she was doing the goalie episode because the pads are a lot different now uh, from when she played. She was okay. but uh, And then we just shot a snowboarding episode just last week. Uh, Emily's okay. Um, but she managed to, she also did some snowboarding in the past. And when she did the snowboarding episode, she went through the entire episode without falling down once, not once. Um, but then there was a big, uh, ice patch in the, the parking lot of, uh, of the, the, yeah. Oh, he's breaking up. Ski. You got him? Okay. Oh, unfortunately, it broke up. So anyways, this is Go Nitro. It begins tonight, 8.30 Eastern here on Game Plus, if you're watching it, and uh, 6.30 SAS time. Okay, we got you, Corey. We got you back, so you broke up there. So I'm just going to summarize this. We're not going to go too there far. There we go. You got me back. Yeah, we're not going to go too far more into this other than you've mentioned the NASCAR track, go-kart track, snowboarding, and there's a lot of other things going on. With the episode that I'm going to be involved in, can we... Mention the league? Do you want to go that far, or would you prefer not to? No, you go ahead. You can mention the league. The National Football League. Whoa. Yeah, there you go. Awkward silence. So, yeah. So, that's cool. I just want to say this. We only have a minute here, Corey, but it's not easy to get your show, as you know, on national television. So, I'm very excited. No, that you're, it's not. Yeah, you're joining us here on Game Plus, but what's the Coles notes on how that happened? Because it sounds to me, again, people are backing up in their mind going, what is this? What's this deal? Sky Cron, Go Nitro. It's like Jackass meets Super Dave Osborne meets, right? What, am I right? Like, how did you go about getting on Game Plus? Well, actually, we were already running on Fox. So we have actually been running in the United States for a little over a year. So we've been actually running in syndication. So it's kind of ironic because it's a Saskatchewan show, but we've had the show, we've actually had it uh, in the United States for quite some time. So we started running December of 2019 uh, on a couple, on a handful of CBS and ABC affiliates. And now uh, we're running pretty much across the United States. So it actually happened that we were running in the U.S. first. So there's a pretty big list of stations. We actually are almost over 50% of the entire U.S. now. Um, and I think that's what got us on Game Plus. And that's, that's often what happened. And then we, of course, approached Game Plus and said, hey, what do you think of this? And they said, it's great. It sounds like just the sort of thing that we want to have on. 
and uh, and Bob's your uncle. It's probably the fastest broadcast deal in history that we've ever done. I think I think Chad pretty much got back to us in 24 hours, and I said, "Wow, that's that's got to be the fastest in every single deal <laughs> that I've ever done." Um, so. You know that's pretty much how it happened. But uh, well, tell, but tells me that uh, that you're doing something right and it's entertaining. So Corey, uh, we'll let you go again tonight, eight thirty Eastern, six thirty Mountain. Up, go Nitro. That's great. Okay, bud. Good luck with it, okay. man. And gl- thanks for getting in touch. And let's keep it rolling. Sounds like a plan. Where right. about the audio going here? You're all good, man. Thanks, You're all Rob. good. Give give your dog a bone. Bob's your uncle. Everything's great. Corey Carlick from Go Nitro. Now I want to watch it. How about that? Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be cool. Guy's it's got gonna... some pizzazz and schutzpah. <laughs> Does he ever? And it's going to be neat. So it's fun building these relationships now. And, you know, he's on this network, and then we're going to do some stuff with him. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's tonight, 830 Eastern, 630 Mountain, on Game Plus TV, Go Nitro. Dig it. Sports update before we roll. And then it'll be viewer takeover the rest of the way. Two games on the schedule in the NHL's All-Canadian North Division tonight. Scotia North Division, that is. The Jets are in Calgary looking for revenge after dropping a 4-2 decision to the Flames on Saturday. And the Oilers will seek to solve the Leafs after Toronto blanked Edmonton uh, on the weekend. 4-0. Who's writing this? What, are they, what was the overtime score? 4-3? Yeah. yeah, I think it took four points off. Who's writing this? From Canadian Press. Anyways, Jordan Wheel had a goal and two assists Sunday, leading the surging Lavelle Rocket to a 5-3 win over the Manitoba Moose in American Hockey League play. Raphael Harvey Pinard, Hayden Verbeek, Ryan Poling, and Joseph Blandisi also scored for the Laval Rocket, who remain atop the Canadian division. The two sides will meet again in Winnipeg on Tuesday. A three-point night from Captain Jacob Hudson Sunday powered the Moncton Wildcats to a 5-3 victory over the Acadie Bathurst Tetons. In Quebec Major Junior Hockey League action, Hudson had a goal and two assists in the win. Tristan DeJong, Thomas Darcy, Alexis Daniel, and Nathan Casey also scored for the Wildcats. Yannick Bastarash, Jacob Melanson, and Bennett MacArthur responded for the Teton. Another quick turnaround for the Raptors. The team's in Detroit tonight, taking on the Pistons. Last night, Norman Powell and the Portland Trailblazers down the Raps, 122-117. Can you check the Blue Jays' score, dupes? One last tune-up for the Blue Jays today. Toronto's final spring training game will see the Jays meet the Phillies in Clearwater, Florida. The MLB regular season kicks off Thursday with the Jays facing the Yankees in New York. Did you find it? Top of two, Philly leads 2-0. Oh, of course they do. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at G2GBars.ca. Viewer takeover the whole rest of the way. As soon as we come back, you're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. 
Here's Rob. Go ahead. Go. Go. Clark, go. This is Clark you're going to see. Yay! He got hung up at the coffee machine with dupes. It's on another floor here at uh, RP Show World Headquarters. And here comes Moose. Why did you do the two shot here? Here comes Moose. Anytime. We're on live television here. Don't worry. No big deal. No big deal. Just a ro- roving party here. Are you good? I'm great. Okay. So I said it's going to be viewer takeover the rest of the way. Whatever you people want to talk about, it's entirely up to you. We got some NHL stuff going on. We got uh, a few NFL things going on. And, and yes, you know, to go Nitro, we are dealing with an NFL team. We won't say which one, but it makes me very excited. How about that? So things continue to grow and explode. But... From my guy, Leo, from the CFL Alumni Association, he's just sent me an email here. Actually, you got it, too. Yeah, I looked at it. So, yeah, okay. We're going to spend a full 18 minutes right up to the top of the hour here to close the show on the CFL-XFL merger. Why the hell not? That's where all my mail's coming from, from viewers, primarily in America, that want to talk about this. So, Leo did a spreadsheet. He's a spreadsheet kind of guy. And I'll say again, he's the executive director of the CFL Alumni Association. The world needs spreadsheet kind of guys, because I'm not, right? You need somebody that's going to put it down. Yeah. So overall, here are the records of teams in the 93, 94, 95 seasons in the Canadian Football League, the American teams, okay? Because I said the games were largely competitive. I watched them live. Sacramento, the first year, they were 6-12. and 12. They were the only American team in the CFL in 1993. How about that? The next year, they went to 9-8-1. Actually, this is super cool. Oh, Leo, nice work, by the way. As I read this, it's right in front of me. All-time U.S. teams versus Canadian teams were around 500. Yep. Here's the, by year... The Baltimore Stallions were 12 and 6 and 15 and 3. They pretty much ate up on the Canadian Football League. Saskatchewan Rough Riders never beat the Baltimore Stallions. You know how I know that? I read the book on the Baltimore Stallions. It's a very good book. Yeah. Uh, Shreveport Pirates went 3 and 15 and 5 and 13. They were run by the Gleber guys. And Lonnie Gleberman's become a very good friend of mine, which would be uh, no surprise to anybody that knows the two of us. The Las Vegas Posse were only around one year. Doesn't it seem like they were around longer? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the, the amount that you hear about them? I know. They were 5-13. and 13. Did not go well. The San Antonio Texans were 12-6. and six. The Birmingham Barracudas, which featured Matt Dunnigan as their quarterback and Roy Shivers as their general manager, they went 10-8. and eight. And the Memphis Mad Dogs with Damon Allen at quarterback went 9-9. Nine and nine. And I think their coach's name was Pepper Rogers. Am I right on that, Leo? Uncle Leo! Who is the coach for the Memphis Mad Dogs? Because there's a Pepper Rogers currently playing in the NFL, right? Or maybe it was the old school. Yeah. There's a lot of guys named Cookie Gilchrist. You know, there's a lot of guys that have the same <laughs> nickname. That's right. So a lot of guys named Pepper. In pro football. So when I look at these names, and of course, most of the crew around here were too young to remember that, but what did the U.S. expansion of the 90s, which everybody's crapping on, 
What, what was their legacy? Anthony Calvillo, Eddie Davis, Hall of Fame players. They're both in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, let alone their own respective Halls of Fame. It opened the door to all these new football players that would go on to have Hall of Fame careers. The interesting thing, I mentioned the Toronto Business Journal. I get an infinite amount of pleasure out of this and fascination that they would write two blogs on the XFL-CFL situation, one on how to fix the CFL and the other on how this whole talk is fake news, and they tag us and we're the only ones they tag. So then I retweeted it and it got Naylor all upset for what they said. But you know what it is? I have an opinion on merging. You saw Jim Lawson come on here on Friday and say, be open-minded about it, guys. Speaking to the CFL hardcores, I just want to see the league survive because it's going to die otherwise. But people haven't really got in my face, per se. Like, really rude about my stance. Because it's just my opinion. Um, and I think that's good because they know that I love the league and I love the history of it, but I see the benefits for it. But you had a really good point in the break earlier on the people that are against this and why they're against this. I don't think you want to name names because you specifically name names. I'm not going to ask <laughs> you to name them now. But anybody that's really against it, over to you, Moose. Because it's their thing, right? And they're romantic about their thing and their existence and their existence and the way they cover the league and you know this being theirs and you'd rather keep it and keep be the you know the big fish in the small pond than have it be a big pond right and and have the league grow and then be diluted with other people covering the league and then maybe be squeezed out and you know you're really romantic about like what's going to happen if it changes I won't have anything to talk about. I won't be that, you know, covering the league and my, my job might go away. And I respect all of those things that, you know, you, you got to look out for yourself. Like I, I'd be worried about, you know, we want the league to come back because it's good for the show, right? It's good for us. We have a lot of people who love the league, but you have to think bigger than that. You have to trust that your skills can translate. You have to trust that, you know what, what's good for the league will be good for you too, right? Bigger, better, more sustainable, more money, more fan interest, everything grows. We can grow together, right? Everybody, yeah, but, you know, yeah. you want to be the biggest building by ripping down all the other buildings rather than building the, the other ones up. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's and, I, and I tweeted about it, but it's too much pessimism, too much closed-mindedness, and you're never going to grow that way. You'll never grow. Rapid-fire comments before we break and come back for even more here in overtime. William May, watching on Facebook, says, why be against it when the league is drowning? I hope that's a rhetorical question because there's a lot of people against this, if you've noticed. Um, From Phil, he says, I like Vanstone's idea. That's the local columnist who wants an all-Canadian league with players per se with just a few Americans. Drew Koser writes in and says, Billy Bean says it best, adapt or die. From Chris Bird in Toronto says, the reason for the Baltimore Stallions' success was that they stocked their roster with experienced CFL players and coaches. Uh, So what? That's like saying you only have the tallest building in town because you built more stories above everybody else. Yeah, they did it smart. Ryan McCarthy in Albany, New York says, don't forget Mike Pringle. He was part of it. Uh, David in Winnipeg says, Pepper coats the Mad Dogs. You're right, Rod. Chris Robinson watching in Southern Ontario says, and the rebirth of Montreal. Yeah, that kick-started the Alouettes after folding and being gone for a decade. Jim Perry in Calgary. You know Jimmy Two Tables? Mm-hmm. He writes it and he says, Joe Horn played for the Mad Dogs as well. Well, I know for a fact Joe Horn was on the uh, 
Stallion's roster, if he spent some time in Memphis too, he was definitely part of the league. So anyways, we got people going on this. We'll continue. We'll just come back in overtime, okay? It's the RP Show. You are watching on Game Plus TV and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. We're going to overtime. And we do have some breaking news out of the Canadian Football League, and it's not good. Defensive end Adrian Tracy announced his retirement this morning. Another casualty of the waiting game and pay cut proposal. Uh, with the guys we're talking about, Adrian Tracy, to me, he's the guy that hit Drew Willie in a game at Investors Group Field, and Drew was never the same. Drew's a really good friend of mine. He was never the same. Drew should have probably never left Saskatchewan for greener pastures in free agency, but he chased the money. Careers are short. We should get Drew on again. Talk about Tampa Bay, where he's currently cooling his heels and being very successful in life after football. Um, viewer takeovers, as we say, we, it continues here. Jason May listening in southern Tennessee. Man, they love the football talk, eh? Don't they? Richard Allender. You're in uh, Boston, right, Richard? He says, what Ambrosi and The Rock need to keep their focus is to release a product geared toward fans of football. The original uh, American Football League worked because the product was built for fans, which then translated into NFL competition. I'm going to sit here and read viewer comments all day if we want. Uh, Justin... Fendelet on YouTube brings up Wayne Krebet playing for the Baltimore Stallions in the CFL. You really should go back and read these books. Lincoln James on YouTube says, it's time to grow up and compete. No ratio. Have you seen all the Canadians in March Madness? I'm staying out of that. I think the idea will fly that the ratio for the Canadian teams, no ratio for the American teams. Darren, there's no other way around it than that, is there? I don't know. I like to think that there is. I don't know what it is. I don't know American rules around that. And for a league that's in Canada and the U.S. You can't. I, <laughs> that's what it is. Right. It's but I, but I, But I refuse to just leave that at that, right? If there's a way to at least keep that door open... You know, and have those discussions. I don't know. Maybe it is something that's a dead end. But at least, um, you know, it'll be top of mind, right? That, look, at if we can keep the ratio great, if this is the alternative, maybe that works, right? Um, I do think it's important to keep, you know, what makes the Canadian game the Canadian game. But it's also good to do what's, what's right for the long-term health of the league. This is amazing. Mer uh, Mick Merkley watching. He says, Rod, I was an usher in the Stallions game, at the Stallions game. Pringle scored on the very first down for the Stallions. What a good player. Can you imagine? Oh. <laughs> Hand the ball off. Zoop! Six points. It's like, we shouldn't have let them in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you somebody was thinking that. <laughs> I know. Brooke, what did we do? <laughs> Brooke Andrusik says uh, the Bombers lost $7 million, and that came after a year of a Grey Cup championship. 
Interested to see how our riders did for 2020. Blue Bombers announcing that $7 million loss this morning. My guess is the riders won't announce their loss for 2020 until June, probably. I'm not going to sit here on pins and needles waiting for that. I expect it will be far worse than the $7 million that the Blue Bombers announced today. Jason in Red Deer watching from the Puck and Pigskin podcast. He says, Rod, I understand why players can't sit around and wait for the CFL, but why retire rather than just go do something else while you wait? Is it a contractual or business thing? No, it's a life thing, Jason. You are, if I recall, a foreman for an uh, engineering firm. It's getting on with your life. Adrian Tracy, you've talked to him, Darren. He's a business guy, right? He's got a family, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. These guys... It's life, man. You need to make a decision. You can only drive, skip the dishes for so long or do personal training for so long, I think, before you really need to dig in and get serious about your life. Yeah. It's not, they've wasted a year and a half, for God's sakes. A year and a half. We can sit here and again, use my brother's term of live in a world of rainbows, pixie dust, and uniform piss. Or get real real about it. We're 50 days away from the start of training camp. Do you think the Ambrosi, the rock thing is like an actual bait and switch just to distract everybody from the... F- you don't? No. No, they're having Here's our face off, everybody. It's a, if Randy was saying this, but the rock wasn't? No, but what good does that do for this year? Bait and switch to distract people from this year. I know. It doesn't do any good, you know, but there's the proposal to the players that they want to still play. If they sign off on the pay cut, that we can still get a season done on time. So at least they're still talking about playing this year. And the owners are coming out and saying that, you know, we think that there's going to be football. They said it in Hamilton that there's going to be football at some point this year. So um, I don't think it's a big distraction. I don't. Um, but I think if they came out and said, hey, we've got a plan moving forward with the XFL to start in 2022, People would be okay about potentially not playing this year because you have a plan moving forward. But without a plan, it's tough. When this happened a year ago, I said careers are going to end over this. And if I, I guess Jason's just asking a question. He wants the answer to that. The careers are ending because it's football needs to be full time in your life. If you're going to be a professional athlete, mm-hmm. they've been they've been doing other things for a year and a half. Okay, and there's no prospect that it's going to start on time this year. They need to get on with their life, and that's why I predicted the careers would end, and they're ending. Are we seeing why this is absolutely tragic? Are we finally starting to see how horrible this is for professional sport, and for that matter, amateur sport, 19 and 20 year old hockey players, university athletes? Man, we could go another hour. We'll continue this next tomorrow. (laughs) Noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain right here on Game Plus. You screwed up, Clark. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.